Enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. He gets one away to Tom Dravojevic. It's gone to Blake Ferguson. Ferguson, can he stand up? Now he throws the pass. He's got it back to you-know-who. Tedesco for the corner. Tedesco's over. James Tedesco appropriately puts it over the line. And what you're listening to here is the sound of a new South Wales victory! Yeah! New <laughs> South Wales! Rugby League will do funny things to people, won't it, Chris? Chris Gale, good morning to you. This is Fire Up. How are you doing? I've never had any interest in the difference between the states, Stephen, until about just before 10 o'clock on Wednesday night out at ANZ Stadium. What a magnificent occasion. You weren't welded and bedded with this whole ethos of blue, mate versus mate, hate versus hate, I, I, blah, I, blah, I, blah. I've been campaigning for getting rid of the states for years. Have and you? Just, just having local government and federal government, but wow. I've, I've completely turned around. Is that something Henry Parks would have backed? <laughs> well, I think so. Uh, like one nation for all, you know? Well, what a good idea. Why have the barriers? Why have two layers of government? You Too know? many barriers in our society, Stephen. Exactly. exactly. And what and, and from your point of view, what is the future? If, if it's a, if it's a well, it's a great sell. It's a great money making machine. Should uh, the Northern Territory ACT be battling it out? Should you know Western Australia and Victoria be battling it? Is there a openings opportunities here? Well, we need a draft. A draft. I think I think there's probably too much of a power base in New South Wales and Queensland for a rugby right, league, and I think yeah. you, to you know because we've got to take on. AFL, I yeah. think, yeah. There'd okay. be, we need some further equalisation strategies beyond the, the salary cap, Stephen. Now, Chris, enough from you. Thank you. Okay, uh, this is NAIDOC Week, officially. Uh, we here at FBI are, are proud to support uh, NAIDOC Week, and it's, it's been in existence, and I'm going to play dumb here. Uh, Dean Witters is our special guest. We've got a couple of guests today, and, of course, Simon Jackshit <laughs> is here with us. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dean. How are you doing? Good, Good morning. morning. Dean, you, um, I, I'm, I'm going to profess complete ignorance. NAIDOC Week, what does it mean to you? Uh, for me, it's a it's a celebration of 
uh, all the positive things in in Indigenous communities. Yep. Um, the great things about our – a chance for everyone to learn about our culture in the country. And I think it's, it's, it's a positive way of how we look at uh, Indigenous communities and how far they've come, but also how far we can keep going forward as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and tell me – it also sort of sits quite nicely too with this um, – the, the Uluru um, uh, statement from the heart is, is an issue at the moment that's been pushed forward to recognise the Indigenous community in the Constitution as well. Um, is that something you think is going to be successful? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, we're at a, you know, the country's really matured and grown up over the last 10 years, 15 years especially. And I think we're, we're at a point now where we can, there's a lot of truth telling, there's a lot of um, looking at Indigenous issues in a, in a far more positive way. And I think the country's ready to have these conversations and yeah. hopefully progress in, in some of these places. Of course, you've been working for the NRL for a number of years, seven years now. Um, Pathways yes. officer, is it the term? Yeah, Pathways something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a real regular term, Pathways, isn't it? It has so many meanings. You know, we had uh, recently we had the director of the final quarter about Adam Goods and the AFL sort of scenario, and uh, Yvonne Sampson was in here as well. And uh, it seemed to us, and we, we didn't want to sort of go into a us versus them discussion, but I would have thought the Indigenous community is well represented and it's part and parcel of rugby league, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I, I've... I was at the um, the, the film or the, the premiere that night, mm. and I remember having a chat with one of the um, journalists that was there, Andrew Webster, and he said, "You know, great thing for us as rugby league men is this mm. this stuff would never happen in rugby yeah. league." Mm. And you look at our players, the Thurstons, the Ingleses, mm. you know, these are some of the most popular players in yep. the game, mm. and I think in our game, people would get behind those expressions of culture, and, and there has been that. So. Um, Watching that film, very sad, well, what sad, had happened it? in the AFL. Mm, mm. Not here to, you know, compare how good the NRL is compared to them. No, no. But um, we are probably far better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said what I was about to say. <laughs> no, I think, I think, you know, we've worked hard with our players over the years and, and um, to, to teach our players a lot of stuff. And, and this year with our boys, even with their stance on the anthem, you know, I thought there was a lot of support yeah, around mm, the game true, for that. True. And, uh, I, I, all it was was, you know, these guys felt something. They stood up for it. They didn't disrespect the anthem or disrespect mm. the players that wanted to sing the anthem. If you were going to write, rewrite the words, for example, of the national anthem as it is, even if people don't think the song is that great, but if the words could be rewritten to, to satisfy all people in the country, who would be the person who would be charged with that decision, do you think? How would that oh. happen? I think, well, the Jude of Durham version, I've, I've heard she that. Did, it's fantastic, uh, it's, isn't it's it? It's a lot better, yeah. Who would have and, thought? Yeah. And, you know, we've got, have you heard that, Simon? Yeah. Got some great storytellers, and uh, you know I think uh, I got like John Williamson, um, yeah, yeah. Troy Casadaly. Like there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of these great songwriters, storytellers Put that, to are, work. that are real Australian mm. in the way that they tell their stories. Mm. I think some of these guys would be fantastic. Is it just the words? I mean, are we happy with the tune? Yeah, <laughs> the rhythm could be adjusted slightly. You think so? A bit more of a marching theme, I think. Yeah. Oh, good. here we go. We're going to get techno. Ferris, <laughs> 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 on board. <laughs> So, um, Chris, let's talk origin. Thanks. Uh, that's the that's the thing that's going to bring us. We're 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 all from this state. Well, uh, I believe so. Yes, Armadale, Newcastle. No, actually, I was born in uh, I was born in Brisbane, but I had the good sense what? to oh, leave <laughs> within a few years. Well. And, Here we uh, go. Uh, yeah, Revelation. No, I've still got I've still got family up there, and actually they're all they're all rugby league people. You play for valleys and all this, mm. so you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a turncoat really mm. being mm. being down here and 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 supporting the Blues. Were you at the game? 
Yeah, yeah, I was there. I had a, a drink with these fellas straight afterwards. Uh, I was surprised right. hearing that uh, sting that opened the show that 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 Chris actually still had a voice. Uh, it was an amazing game. I'm yeah. very happy I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's controversy, of course, Chris. Rabs. Rabs, what, what, appropriately, what, wasn't a what full was that? Ha- wasn't a full-hearted uh, appreciation of that last try. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So we heard the audio at the uh, top of the show, Stephen, mm. that because uh, of course I've gone back and extensively reviewed the tapes. I mm. haven't got to the post game yet. I love the post game, but time has been against me. But it's it seems as though everybody had moved to the next phase of the game, which was extra time. Mm. The Queensland players mm. had. Yep. Um, Ray Warren had moved to extra time right. and was steadying himself for the You're drama. He was, he was unprepared. And he was unprepared for yeah. the excitement of the Tedesco. Yeah. There was only one person in that entire mm. arena, Stephen, mm. who was living in the moment. Yeah. One of the great origin players of all time, and I speak, of course, of Mitchell Pearce. Mitchell Pearce. Mitchell Pearce said this game that. is still he, alive. He chanced his arm, Chris. And, and Dean, you were mentioning Andrew Webster. He's written an article this morning that suggests that Boyd Cordner had some words to the boys yes. after Papali had gone into level. And Ethan Lowe, credit Ethan Lowe for a mm. magnificent mm. conversion. What were those words, Chris? Uh, finish fast, boys. Finish fast, yeah. And, you know, and, and took them back to the, the other person mm. who's written this narrative and mm. didn't get the credit until now they deserve. And mm. I speak, of course, of Ian Thorpe. Well, I was thinking Cathy Freeman. No, it's Ian Thorpe. You know, we're in the same place. <laughs> well, Freeman, Freeman, which is the greatest achievement by any individual Australian in the yes. Olympics, full stop. Yes. Right? And I was I w- there. I was there. <laughs> but but, they, but they, they'd seen the Thorpey finish, you know, the right. Americans smash them how, like a How did he do it? And just boy just went up and said, last leg of the 4 by 100 metres relay, right. 2,000 boys. And Maloney thought it was a suit he was wearing. <laughs> That's right. Maloney thought he was wearing a legal suit. Yeah. And Thorpe came back and said, it was legal then, mate. <laughs> but but that, was the, that was the word that went out. And yeah. Mitchell Pearce took it literally. And uh, they built on a business book that Freddie had read in 2001 called Good to Great, which is about how good companies become great companies. And okay. that heady cocktail... Of thought, so hang on, business manager fast, yep. good to great. You're good to great. Where does where does uh, Bradley, <laughs> where's Bradley Charles Stubbs come into this whole thing? Well, unfortunately, the coach whisperer ended up on the other side of the ledger, Steve, and I can talk about that at length, maybe. Okey-dokey. But I don't want to dominate. Dean, what was your experience? Where were you standing? Where, what, how did you uh, appreciate the game? Well, I was in uh, the Men of League uh, box, ah. and it's one of the best I've, I've been in. Geez, they are dining tables yeah. and, <laughs> and beef and steaks and everything yeah, they, out there. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the, um, the corporate boxes I go to are just party pies and sausage rolls. Yeah. This is excellent. So thank, thank you to everyone out there at the Men of League Foundation. But I, um, yeah, I was there, and uh, to, to see it all the way it happened, uh, it was it was incredible and a great finish. And the Maroons, to stick in there and do what they did, they mm. haven't got enough credit, mm. I think. They, I agree. They went there with a team and no names. Yeah. They they were well out of it, yeah. but they somehow found a way to score 12 points yeah. at the end and tie it all They're up. The two big blokes, yeah. Maguire and uh, Papali. Unbelievable. Big, big Maguire. Games. Now, he's a man that we all like to talk about. Is he a grub? <laughs> Yes, he yes. is. Yes, and rugby <laughs> league needs a grub. We need grub, especially, especially Queensland. Queensland needs a grub. With Mick Crocker, he is. The they've had him. Yeah. So you yeah. know, and, and they, he's their new, probably their best grub they've ever had. <laughs> there, there is a beautiful visual correlation between Crocker and Maguire. They do look like similar gentlemen. And there's controversy again today about what was going on yeah. in the exit to the tunnel at half time with Fergo, who yeah. you know manfully ignored it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemmer had a bit of push and shove with Maguire, and mm-hmm. you know there's been a discreet veil put over the commentary. We don't know what was said. We don't know what was said. So we know finish fast, good to great. Good to great. Yeah. 
And and I think I want to build on what Dean said that Queensland haven't been given enough credit, and that credit has to go to Bradley Charles Sub, the coach whisperer. I yeah, mean, he got them that close. That raggle tackle Motley crew yeah, you, would have been nowhere yeah. but for his work, yeah. and gave them a legitimate chance so to win the whole thing. Since Perth, when they were smashed, Bradley came in and had a bit of a chat to them, didn't he? The whole team, the whole team, multiplier. What, what did he say? Um, it was inaudible. Ex- ex- yeah, that's right. Expect to win. I think that's the secret. He, he he actually talks. It's like those YouTube videos where he's yeah. like this whispery sort of faint right, sound right, that's reassuring. Yeah. So every man hears what they need what to they hear, need to what hear. they want to hear. It's very but special. It's different from what the next man. He's very special. Probably a pity that Daly hadn't thought field goal, but uh, you know that was another story down <laughs> yeah, the stretch there, wasn't yeah. it? But the tunnels interested me. I, I'd be interested in the, your guys' view of the arrival of the, the New walk. South. The walk. The walk. Now, how, how, how far was it? A couple of k's? Yeah. Yeah? It was I all mean, blue. The grates up on the wall. Dean, they walking past your pitch, I saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the walk of pain, I've heard it really. The walk of uh, pain. The painters yeah, yeah. were saying it was out of sync with the music. Uh, is Stephen? that right? Yeah, they yeah. said that it didn't didn't quite match up, and that, oh, that, that te- was some sort of allegory for the yeah. first half. Yeah, Metallica. What do you think? In the uh, Sandman. Yeah, well, they said that was a, a rip off of a college team in um, a, yeah, American in the US. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wonder who's responsible for that. Yeah, but you know we've got <laughs> we've got you know Barnsley and we've got Chisel and we've got uh, the yeah, choir we... boys were out there. Choir boys were out there at halftime. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Wasn't wasn't it? It? Where was the drama? Yeah, I know. Where were the amps? He's in fine. <laughs> the cables. He was in fine, <laughs> fine voice, though, wasn't he? Yeah, that yeah. sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Sebastian. Ah, uh, I stayed inside. Mr. I didn't Shipper. even want to. I didn't want to risk that experience right. for, for not for all the bells and whistles. You in were the getting world. food and drink, were you? I was getting food mm. and drink at that What'd point. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I want to coach. Quite Buzz Rothfield on Guy Sebastian. Yeah, uh, Guy Sebastian's pre-match entertainment. He has ten links on Macklemore. Oh, God. ten links. <laughs> so I think right. that says it all, doesn't it? Where, where would you put Delta in that spectrum if she was to do it? Um, well, I think that's aspirational. You know, <laughs> if, if rugby league continues to do what it can do, maybe in ten to fifteen years, Delta, Delta will actually appear. Fit. Yeah, yeah, perfect fit. Because right. let's face it, she's holding out right now. Right now, the walk. So they come in, and I honestly thought perhaps um, the support entertainment was nearly going to kill part of the game. There was too it was so big mm. the players came out looking small. Right. But they grew, didn't they? <laughs> they managed to grow those extra legs and really sort of fill that arena. Uh favourite moment, Dean? Um I think it's the last try. Oh, I think you know, just yeah. to, for Pierce to show that guts yeah. after what he you know, what he's been through in his career and mm. um he's he was the hero of the night, I suppose, yeah, with the yeah. biggest play of the night, yeah, what he yeah. did. And uh, I think that was probably the highlight. And that yeah. will be played over and over and over in years yeah. to come. He was right there at the end, too. If, if Teddy had had to pass the ball, it would have gone to Mitch and that would have yeah. been... Wouldn't it have been great if someone fairy did? Fairy tale, yeah. You know, yeah. Some... And there was, there was no mention of the poodle? No, no, I think that's yeah, another discreet veil has been drawn over that. Um, uh, my personal highlight was the, the reminder that there is a rule book in rugby league and I thought that uh, referees Klein and Sutton gave us a very, very strong reminder of that of in the, the first book. half. Yes. And once they made their point, because no one would have gone down and knocked on their door at half time with they and said, put the whistle in the pocket. Please, yes. But they did. Yeah, well, and then mm, we got a game. Yeah. Mm, uh, what's your Newcastle fan, uh, Jack Sheard? What's your take on Mitchell Pearce? Well, I'm happy that he got there uh, mm. at, at origin level in the end through circumstances, really, effectively. Mm. I, I did find it a bit mysterious, him, him missing the first two games for injury reasons when mm. he was playing so selfless, good for, selfless, for uh, Newcastle. I don't, yeah. I'm not entirely sure I bought that story right through. But, uh, you know, this year he has been uh, brilliant eventually, uh, and he was woeful before that, and so woeful that I actually thought he should have been dropped because I thought... 
Hang on, six man of the matches, Jack. Immediately uh, prior to that, there are about uh, four rounds where he was <laughs> he was costing us the game uh, several times over. I mean, his kicking game was was terrible. His strategy was awful. Uh, he was not a good captain. Can and, you say um, more, please? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think that. I think that's been overlooked by all what what's occurred subsequently and the usual story where we're just treating people like heroes or zeros. But um, yeah, I mean, he's been both this year. Um, uh, for me, Newcastle, it's been more about Ponga. Yes, indeed. And Ramian and a lot of the new recruits, you know. Dean, uh, who do you support? South Sydney. South Sydney. Yeah, I'm a Rabbitohs fan. Yeah, so live in the area or close? Yeah, yeah live in the area. Yeah. I'm just a, a team of my heart, the yeah. Rabbits. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping that they'll, they'll get there. I think they're moving along nicely. Should we take a break or come back? Or should we talk about Damien Cook now? Uh, well, I think we should possibly talk about Cook straight away because we are on the South theme. I was just simply going to ask if you spent some time with Supercoach Bennett. Oh, I ran into him in Brisbane last week at the airport. No, mm. he, <laughs> but he's uh, he, he's he's the man to take South there this year. And I think Damien Cook, just as he goes touch, mm. I think he could be the best player in the game. Yep. I mm. think he could end up with a, a massive career. I know we're talking around Cameron Smith retiring now. Yes. But I, I said the other night, I don't think Cameron Smith was as good as Damien Cook when Damien Cook was at this age, when, mm. when Cameron was at that age. That age, age yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, 30 kilometres an hour. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what he clocked, yeah. apparently. That's but is that fast? I don't know. Like, I mean, it it is, what is that okay? They're all saying he ran 30 kilometres an hour, and they go, maybe that's slow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. How quick are you going? I think uh, normally what, what, the high 20s is as high as it gets. Yeah. What, what were you I, clocked at? Oh, they didn't have the, the gun back then <laughs> good enough to time me. But, um, but no, that is fast. And, and you can see it. He's electric out of dummy half after all the work he does. And we haven't had a hooker that plays like that. No, right? Can you no. think of anyone in the game who's been the same sort of player as Damon Cook? And I'd say no. Yeah, who's the grub that went to uh, New Zealand? Isaac Luke. Isaac Luke. He didn't have the speed. Not the speed. Yeah, but he used to dart, didn't he? This guy's as fast as a winger, yeah, yeah, but yeah, as yeah, skillful yeah. as yeah, a, yeah. as a halfback, yeah. and then also he's got the the fitness and and you know the endurance of a, a good long, back rower. So he's an amazing player. And and Dean, but he's powered by something, isn't he? Yes, I'll put it to you, <laughs> Dean, that uh, his lovely wife is pregnant, Courtney. Every game she texts him and says, "I love you." He's powered by love. I mean, is there a greater force in the world than love to get a man over the trial line for the Blues? No, no. Love, love's the greatest love thing. Is... Like, we've built everything on love, and uh, but it's working for him. Working you know, for him. Working and what do you him. reckon about the love that Wayne Bennett has for Queensland as manifested in his um, angling for Kevin Walters' job? Uh, after that performance <laughs> strange... from Queensland, would you agree that Kevy should stay in the role? Yeah, I think so. I think, so. I think Kevy's done a, a fantastic yeah, job, so, and yeah. he is a great coach, you can yeah. see. And yeah. the players obviously love playing for him because you look at that team; he's got the most out of them players. Mm-hmm. They, they, they mm-hmm. obviously in Perth they were they were pretty ordinary. The Blues yeah. are on fire over there, but um, to turn it around quickly like he did, mm. they nearly snatched the game the other night. Everyone's got to remember that that Queensland yeah. were close to winning it. Yeah. Oh, so, God, yeah. A lot of talk about Kevy going to the Gold Coast. That's incorrect. What actually happened was next year, Wayne Bennett will be coaching Souths, Queensland, <laughs> and the Gold Coast and Great Britain. And yeah, Great Britain. that's right. Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! Let's go change the world. Thank you, everybody. All right, who, who wants ice cream? Come get it. FBI Radio, in association with FireUp, are proud to announce the world premiere of the entertainment phenomena of the millennium. 
State of Origin, The Musical. Starring Magda Zabanski as King Wally Lewis, Shane Jacobson as Gus Gould, Rhonda Birchmore as Wayne Bennett, Alan Jones as Benny Elias, Tommy Rodonicus as Darren Lockyer, Alfie Langer as himself, Russell Crowe as Paul Gallen, Matthew Johns as Andrew Johns, and introducing the musical theatre find of the year, Israel Palau as Ian Roberts. Da, 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 da. The whole family will just adore this touching tribute to one of the most violent sporting spectacles on earth. As these stars of stage and screen shimmy, sidestep and sing their way right under the goalposts of your heart. State, State of, of origin, origin, the musical! You can tell that Livia was fired up by love. There's no doubt about that at all. I mean, she's been through you know good times and bad times, and only appropriately. Damien Cook's favourite song, favourite singer, Olivia and John. I honestly love you, and love will get us through all the travails that are thrust upon us. Uh, and uh, we're joined now by Joe. Joe Williams, are you there, Joe? Morning. How are we doing? Not too bad, Joe. You're with me, Stephen Ferris, Chris Gale, uh, Jack Shit, real name, and uh, the wonderful <laughs> Dean Witters. I think you played together at some point in your careers. Is that correct? They were old roommates together when we were at South. Every time we had an away game, we were all roomed together. I don't know if it was putting the old guy with the young guy or the bad guy with the good guy. Yes, who, who, who are you calling old? Who are you calling old there? <laughs> it was love. Who got the top bunk, uh, Joe? We slept in the oh, same bed together. Same bed. <laughs> we just jump in together. We used to put our clothes on the other bed, yeah, and, uh, and just jump, jump in, in together. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, That's all about love. love. That's all about love. Uh, Joe, first off, uh, NADOT week. It's a big week. Uh, you 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 happily part of it this week. Oh, NADOT week's every week, mate. Of course it is. Um, I've, um, I, I I put out a, a post on social media this week that 
You know, we've seen so many fantastic events uh, throughout the country during this week, but, but why stop this week? You know, like, let's let's engage with, with our first people every week. Yep. Let's, you know, we sit, we're, we're there to sit and learn with and grow with every single day of the year. Um, you know, let's not let's not have a, a tokenistic tick of the box barbecue just so we can yeah. uh, sit and want to learn about Aboriginal stories. But let's do it all year round. Where have you been this week, Jay? I know, I'm trying to struggle to keep up with you. But uh, what are some of the places you've been to? I actually I I, I emceed a, a Natick event up in uh, Caboolture, up in up in up near Brisbane way, mm-hmm. and then I'm down in Melbourne. Uh, I've, I've had some. Some work down here, but then my young blokes playing AFL down here in that the, the National Boomerangs team, uh, and I had some I had some testing done. Some I've been working with a, a neuroscientist for the past uh, probably three and a half four years, just around uh, some memory issue stuff, and mm. uh, I did some further testing with him down here this week. So it's been a pretty pretty busy week at the start of the week, but pretty relaxed and chilled now. Yeah. Uh- Joe, the, we're also going to talk about, uh, if I could, because I, I would like to get both uh, your and Dean's point of view, the Aluru Statement from the Heart. Is that, a, is that a step that is a practical, one of the many practical ways to change the focus that, well, basically that it isn't on Indigenous rights in this country? I think it starts a conversation, you know, what it, what it, what it looks like and, and how, it, how it's delivered. Um, you know, we're still probably yet to see it, but mm. uh, it starts a conversation, it, it, which which is putting us at the table, um, you know, when they when they drew in together, you know, x amount of uh, Aboriginal people into the Senate to, to come up with a statement, um, you know, it was oh, I'm not quite sure how many how many was there, but you know, it was, again, it's it's putting uh, putting a seat at the table for us to have a conversation. What that looks like yet, yes, uh, I'm not quite sure not about, sure. but the, the the fact that we're at that we're at that table. Um, and, and the fact that we're talking about it mm. uh, is probably a positive thing. Yeah. And Joe, the other issue that you're being very public on is your own battle with depression, particularly during your time in rugby league. How's that going for you? And what's the issue you like to get on the table there? Uh, you know, mine, mine, mine's a little bit, a little bit more severe than depression, and that's not, that's not playing down depression at all. Um, you know, I've lived with suicide ideation from a from a very young age wow. um mm. and and that was on the back of some some head knocks and and you know it, it led me to a suicide attempt in 2012 mm. um and i'm 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 fortunate enough to be able to be here and tell my story so i i travel around the country helping to you know empower people in putting certain steps in their life and just learning learning to live it you know live live in difficult times which is which is very possible you know it's it's um you know it, it, it's so unfortunate that, that many many people are losing their life every single day in our country to suicide and um, you know as as much as we say that we we should be reaching out when we have we're having a tough time when you're in those tough times you can't reach out mate hear it from hear it from one person who's been there many times you can't reach out to anyone wow, um, wow. or you struggle to reach out so the, the important message I try to tell people is let's pay attention to each other's behaviours. Right, right. Let's try and reach out to each other when we're doing it tough because, mm. you know, there's been multiple times when, when guys will ring me and say, Joe, I, I, I just noticed you're not doing it too well lately. What's going on? Well, as you just said, sometimes the person going through that situation doesn't express it to other people. So is it up to other people to notice, to keep more aware of their of the people around them, family and friends, etc.? Well... Everyone, everyone has the ability to notice when someone's not well. Mm. 
right? And 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 I'm not saying notice a stranger who's walking down the street who's not well. Yeah. I'm talking about you guys sitting next to each other there. You can you can feel the energy with 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 the responses and questions. Your your workmates, your you know your your sons, daughters, brothers, sisters. Everyone has the ability to to if we're paying enough attention um, to to recognise with each other when we're not doing it too well. So and. And I get and I understand that people who are going through these tough times mask it extremely, extremely mm, well. Mm. Um, and I was, I was a joker player for years. Um, but, you know, I, I realized that once uh, I started to, start to voice it and start to, you know, verbalize it a little bit, um, you know, the, the, the demons that are, that are circling around out of control inside the head uh, seem to, to get a little bit smaller. And you, and you wrote a book about this, didn't you? I did from mm. front to back. I wrote all of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew Webster. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I can't lie. I use spell check, but <laughs> in a, uh, uh, was he using a lead pencil back in the days and a rubber? Lead pencil and rub it out. I sent a copy to my to my uh, high school English teacher. Who did said you? I'd never go any good if I didn't do English. So, Beautiful. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Copy to her and said. Yeah. Um, you know, I wrote this from front to back, and and I've always been someone who enjoys writing. Anyway, um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pass not one single subject at school except music, mm. um, and you know, not even PE or anything like that. And I had a lifetime of playing sport, but I always enjoyed writing, mm. um, albeit with the with the bad handwriting and the spelling mistakes. But um, for for me, I'd, it was a great way to express what I've what I've gone through, and and. Uh, it's not just my story about sport and you know boxing, rugby league, and you know difficult times. Uh, a, a big a big chunk of the book is about you know who I've been mentored by mm. and, and who I've helped mentor out of tough times. But more importantly, when when times are tough, uh, to to be how how to be able to get out of these tough times, or little steps to be able to try and claw yourself out of these tough times. Mm. Joe, um, you played most of your first grade football with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Does that mean that you are a Rabbits fan? It does. You know, I'm. I'm um, yeah, there's always a soft spot for the Rabbits. You know, they 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 were they were. Every, I think they're everyone's second favourite team if they're not their first. You know, so um, you know, I, I I had some good time at, at South. Um, albeit I was going, it was it was probably the height of, of when I was going through my tough times. Hmm. Um, when I was at South, but you know it was, you know South is where I, you know, I enjoyed my footy, but South is where I got sober as well. So you know, nearly fourteen years sober. Hmm. Um, so I've got some a lot of good memories away from footy that that are to do with South. So, um, and I'm doing something with South this this weekend at the game. Um, doing doing a bit of a, a mental health um, video on the big on the big screen and. Um, you know, we've got some, got some stuff going on over there around mental health and the importance of reaching out to someone. And, and, and again, like I say, um, not waiting for people to reach out, reach into someone. Mm. It, this is good to hear, Joe, because Dean has also said that he's a South supporter and our show has been criticised roundly and quite correctly mm. for being tough on South. Mm. We've given the Rabbits a good run today and it's been great uh, to get that and, on and the public enough. record. I think, it, I think it is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, you got a pick for... You you're lucky I haven't hung up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you watch the game on uh, the other night, uh, Joe? Mate, you know what it was about that game? Yeah. Uh, I think New South Wales did a Queensland on Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For as long as we can remember, Queensland never died at the last minute. Yeah. And New yeah. South Wales probably did that the other night, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I thought it was a fantastic game. Um, you know, I thought Ethan Lowe was like, oh, oh, man, oh, man. South plays now, but I, I thought he was great. Yeah, um, yeah. And just doing the tough stuff and, and, you know, just the game itself, it was played at a frantic pace and, um, you know, like I, I, many people have been critical about Mitchell Pearce and why he got pulled back in and how he got pulled back in and, and he had every opportunity to stick it into into the public that have been giving it to him, but you know he held it with grace and humility, and mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. In in you know just good good to see him get a win. Mm-hmm. I, I love Ethan Lowe. He, he does look to me like he's a bit player from The Walking Dead. I mean, is it just me? He's just got that particular look, the zombie look. But 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 mm. that that conversion to make it twenty all, mm. all props to him. That yeah, was yeah. just magnificent. Yeah, yeah, he was getting howled down, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I thought with his with his leg tattoo, I thought that he went sliding on on the paint somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, thanks for joining us today. And uh, look, as you said, uh, every week is NADOC week, <laughs> but uh, we are broadcasting from Redfern, and uh, we want to put particular focus on uh, you know what some of those celebrations are around town today and uh, thus Dean's joined us here and uh, to talk it up as well so thanks for your time appreciate it thanks very much guys uh, keep up your good work and, and keep my old roommate in line there he tried to leave me in <laughs> say, say hello to my uncle <laughs> see you guys thank see you Joe. Joe bye bye uh, this is Fire Up we'll be back in just a moment uh, stay with us here Time for the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. I was on the hill, yes, at Shark Park on Sunday. I'm actually going to a game live, one or two games live every week, just on my own, just to have a look at football again, now that I've got time on my hands. Yeah, Shark Park's handy, obviously. And that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Well, that's uh, it's got me enthralled. You know, every week I, it's all I, all I hope for every week to hear the latest instalment of what Gus Gould's been up to. You know, we, we all love Scomo's victory speech uh, when he said basically well, all you got to do in Australia is save some money, get a house, yeah. uh, save some super retirement. Yeah, and how good is that? Right, right. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. all Australians should have not finished fast. To, the quiet Australians and Gus Gould is emblematic of that. It's so great to know that he's got a pathway, which I know Dean you're heavily involved yeah, with, yeah, yeah. post uh, his involvement with Penrith, which is. 
like me, yeah. getting on the hill and watching the footy, and I feel great about that. Getting on the hill and watching the footy. Because that's that's my retirement strategy, Stephen. Yes, that's, it is. That's me living the ScoMo vision. Yes, and, and your other vision, of course, is, is to see uh, a very happy uh, 400th game for Cameron Smith this week. <laughs> you know, um, his horns have been pulled in, the tail's been cut off, he doesn't smell of sulfur anymore. We're going to celebrate big time, aren't we? No, Rugby League again has got this wrong, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. I mean... All this emphasis on Cameron Smith's 400, it's actually apparently more than 500 first-class games, so we've missed the boat. Is that we, right? We should, we, we should be celebrating, first and foremost, mm. Benji Marshall's 300th. Yes. Secondly, Gavin Cooper's 300th. Yes. And more importantly, Robbie Farris's 298th. Fantastic but, stuff. But Smith, no, <laughs> yeah. it, because we know. How many testimonials has he had? Three. Yeah, well, have a guess what he... You know, did well, anyone and what's he earned? Well... <laughs> <laughs> A good bump on his salary. Yes, yes. Now I, I don't know, Jack or Dean. Did, did it? Or did any of you catch Cameron at Origin at all on Wednesday? He wasn't to be seen, right? No, no. You, you know where he was. He's getting his tux uh, refitted, wasn't he? There's an incredible milestone dinner yeah. oh, being yeah. celebrated in, in an in intimate way in Melbourne tonight. Ah. The guest list includes Todd Greenberg and Peter Beattie. And what a thrill for the ball kids yes. to meet Peter Beattie Wasn't after, that the, great? Yeah. after the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What a thrill. Thanks, <laughs> Peter. Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll never forget that. <laughs> you know, they could have met Tedesco or yeah. Cordner. But... Or Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for him to bugger it up somehow. I just couldn't figure out how. Storm coach Craig Bellamy were there. Queensland legends Billy Slater, Jonathan Thurston, Smith's wife Barb and parents Wayne and Sonia. Mm. Those dinners take planning. Sure. And if Cameron's, you know, he's got to get the floral arrangements right. The yeah. name tags have to be perfect. Got to get the brass plate to pass around for money. The, the, the collection plate yeah, has collection to be plate, ready. Yes, to yes, go. yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's that got this... plenty on his on his plate, so to speak. So I say four hundred games. Who cares? Who cares? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Dean, just to pull it back again, Nate Week, you're here to, to represent. I think um, your people, the NRL. Um, and you're a damn good bloke. Thanks for coming. But uh, you were talking about um, this issue of finishing sport, and we were talking uh, to Joe Williams. Hey, by the way, his book is called uh, Defying the Enemy Within, and uh, you were saying off-air that, you know, it's it's a when you were playing with him, you weren't sure what he was going through. He was talking a bit about uh, suicidal thoughts, etc., depression. Um, you mentioned bipolar. But a lot of players go through issues after, particularly Indigenous players, after their, their careers, don't they? Yeah, and I, I think it's the, that real thing of generational trauma. Like, I spoke around, you know, our, my grandmother was part of the stolen generation. Mm. And I think the trauma, you know, you're in survive mode when you're going through those sort of things. So you just knuckle down and get through what you have to do. Yeah. And it's the pain that comes later. But I think when you talk around generation, generational trauma, it's the generations of your family that feel the real effects of that later. And then if you look at Aboriginal people, especially rugby league players, they probably go higher in life than anyone else in their family previously. Sure. Yeah, right. So they've also got high, f- further to fall. Yeah. And Greg Inglis is a big indication of that. He yeah. climbed the heights, yeah. but because he wasn't able to deal with Generational trauma, his own trauma in his own life, um, his self, self, you know, in his own skin, his self identity, yeah. all those sort of things. When rugby league's taken away from you at the end of that, and you're free falling and trying to find where you are in life and yeah. who you really are, you've got a long way to go when you're coming from those. And yet, lights. we would all assume that someone like Regan would have a lot of people around you, a, a, a large support base. Yeah, and uh, we, we you do have that, yeah, yeah. but a lot of that is you believe is that's because you're a rugby league player, and right. that's put around the jersey, and it's all around the jersey gotcha. and what that means to people oh, and, yeah. and how they've got to get the best out of you. Yeah. When that jersey's taken off, you're just another black fella on the street. 
And, wow. and we talk around the statistics around Aboriginals when we're playing the game. Yeah. We promote them as something that we're out there fighting to help. As soon as that jersey's taken away, well, you're part of that unemployed percentage that you used to talk about. You're part of that yeah. at-risk yeah. percentage that you talk about that could die younger and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they, these things slap you right in the face because now what you used to promote and try and be the person to help, mm. that your jersey gets taken away. You have now got no goals or in life or ambitions or, or something that drives mm. you to keep you on the straight and narrow mm. and helps you deal with things. Wow. You become part of those percentages. So yeah. our players are at risk at all, like anyone who retires from a professional sport. Hmm. Any comments, Chris? No, I think uh, uh, in an upcoming show we're going to talk to a woman who's put a program together to work with parents because you mentioned about families and and uh, one of the things I think players can be under is the pressure from their families as to the success going back to the family and uh, they can get a little bit out of perspective. I know a lot of the Polynesian players, the, the families, you know, the, the most talented kid in the family gets the, the, the discretionary support directed their way with the expectation that they provide for and there's been some... You know, really unfortunate stories like Furuoka from the Tigers. You know, he got that injury and had a very black moment and took his life. Yeah. And they felt it was because he felt that he'd let his family down. Mm. So, you know, it's a lot of work to be done. And it's mm. it's good that we get to ventilate these issues, I think, Stephen. Yeah. You know, that it's, it, as I said, we've been very positive towards South people today, which is... God it's, forbid. It's, it's been a struggle. But, <laughs> it's a tough... But we've got to open our minds. We've got to open our minds. Chris, um, I think that's it. For today? For today? It's never over, Stephen. This rugby league, there's, there's actually eight games this week. I mean, yeah. Jack, I mean, I know that you are just absolutely thrilled about the Knights and are sure they're going to beat the Dogs tonight, but you want to talk about something else, don't you? Oh, yeah. Sadly, I have to mention an AFL game taking place on the hallowed turf of Henson Park. Are they still doing that, Jack? Are they still uh, doing that? <laughs> we were going to go and burn those posts down. Those eight sticks are still sitting there. It's like a finger up for yeah, everybody, isn't it? A small number <laughs> of people enjoy watching it. Uh, uh, this one's for charity, so we're making an oh, exception. Well, well, well. Uh, the Community <laughs> Cup that happens every year yeah. obviously started down in Melbourne, uh, hugely popular down there, uh, fairly nascent, only a few years been happening in Sydney. Mm. A kind of like muso-based team, the mm. Sailors, uh, oh, sorry, the Whalers are, uh, are the muso-based team and then a more media-based team the Sailors go head-to-head. Uh, that's not happening to August 11 down at Henson Park and everyone should try and get along if they want a night, uh, an Arvo out on, on, on the hill there. But there's a launch for it tonight, the Community Cup happening at a little record store, vinyl store on Enmore Road called Cottonmouth Records. Yep. And DJ Albo is going to be uh, representing on behalf of the Whalers well, in a DJ... And ex-Prime ba- Minister. Yeah, well, uh-huh. supposedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hubris, we'll see. Um, uh, and uh, I'll actually have the privilege of wiping the floor with the guy will in you? a DJ battle uh, that will what's take your, what's place. What's your king hit song? Oh, I'm not revealing that weapon. Ah, but otherwise let, he'll let hear me it. tell you He's straight. <laughs> he'll, he'll be playing at 7. At 7.40, I'm on, yeah. and it'll be the first song. And right. it has been specially sourced from a, a sporting source that has been on this very program before. I'll, right. I'll just say not that Not Olivia much. Newton-John. It is not Olivia. Okay, and, and you know his sweet spot is kind of that early 80s New Order sort of stuff. Radio Birdman. You know. it, it is yeah, a local so band, yeah. let me put it that way. So it's never been played, and it's on 7-inch, and it has not been played since the 80s when it was manufactured. You're not going to tell us. I'm not going to. Gee, you, you have, have to be there. You've got to go there tonight. Yeah, well, it's got to be right. a surprise, the, the, the mate. Odds on I'm not, not going to... Jack shit versus Albo. The He's odds getting... on Albo playing a Pixies track are so short you can't get a bet on. You're right, okay. Dean, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for having us, guys. Really enjoyed it. Wonderful. Real thrill, thrill really to have you yeah, Fantastic. Hope, I hope you can come again one day. Uh... 
So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!